Yazare. Miawizo. And welcome to another episode of Africa's Untold Stories. Mm-hmm. I think this is episode 14 of season 2. Oh, you went to check? I think so. I, I gave up. I did not check, I'm guessing. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, that's better than me. I completely gave up. So, let's go on. <laughs> well, I hope I'm right anyway. Yeah. So, yes. Today's episode... We are going to talk about the Malagasy people. Sorry, the, the people uh, called the Malagasy people are the major um, ethnic group of Madagascar. Oh. And yes, Madagascar, but yeah. when I say Madagascar, I imagine a lot of our listeners who are Even me, not Africans. Even me, and my mind goes to King Julia. <laughs> King Julian, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. King Julian, oh, man. yeah, yeah. King Julian the Immortal. Uh, <laughs> no, but it's, it's funny actually. It's true. Like a lot of people hear the the word or the name Madagascar, and uh, an animated movie comes to mind instead of like an entire country filled with people. You know, <laughs> yes, yes. The world's fourth largest island. <laughs> <laughs> wow. The world's fourth largest island with a population of over 20 million people is not what comes to mind. Yeah. It's an animation where there's a talking lion. Oh, and a dancing squirrel singing, I like to move it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, bro. He's not a squirrel. How can, how can you call King Julian a squirrel? King, no, he's a lemur. Yeah, he's a lemur. Yes. Right. Okay. Um, let's get into it before we continue to make sure we don't waste any more time. Yeah. All right. Um, today's episode is titled The Malagasy. Mm-hmm. A lesson on hmm. So, this part was a bit tricky for me. <laughs> okay. Um, it's two things. Um, either I stretched out for a lesson on African diversity, because these people are one of the, you know, the the people that really show how diverse Africa is. Um, the other episode. The, sorry, the other lesson was going to be along the lines of. Um, a lesson on a lesson on connections um transcontinental connections um but i'll set i'll settle for the uh, lesson on african diversity yeah let's let's settle on that one okay and you'd uh, understand sure. why i um as i tell this story you'd understand why um it came down to one of those two torn between which one to choose okay right so we're actually going to get a bit of both it's just the official name is one of them yeah okay yeah yeah all right exactly let's go then so wait but let's 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 start everything off right what what where where did the name madagascar come from since since we are doing this because i remember in the amazing episode you said the greeks named themselves other people named them yes yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah um yeah um the greeks named themselves but the mazikian were given the name Berbers by the Greeks yes. and blah blah blah. So is um, it the yeah, same? Yeah, it's pretty much the same thing here. Oh, hi. yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um, the 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 name Madagascar, um, from where Malagasy comes from, mm-hmm. is the origin is not known. Actually, there are different theories as to the origin of the name Madagascar. One is that it was a spelling error. That it was meant to, um, it was a spelling error in a, in an 
old book, an ancient book, I think um, 1700s or something, and it was meant to refer to Mogadishu. What? And it was mistakenly spelled as Madagascar. Yeah, I don't know how you make that mistake, <laughs> but um, yeah, Europeans have done worse. So <laughs> wow, okay. Um, but it's not. It's actually not clear where the name comes from. But one thing that seems to be for sure is that um, many linguists and historians do seem to agree that the name did not originate from the island itself. Mm. Okay. So yes, um, they were not. Yeah, the name is foreign. And for Madagascar, and out of that name, Malagasy comes, okay. which is what the people call themselves. Okay. So that then, now that we're on the topic of the people, who are they exactly? Yes, that's the favorite part in the entire story. Um, right. So, a uh, long time ago, a uh, very, very long time ago, <laughs> yes, there were these um, group of people. Th- this is thousands of years ago, by the way, BC stuff. Oh, wow. Um, called the Austronesians. <laughs> okay. And, um, well, that's what we call them now. Um, well, I think they call them Proto-Austronesians. But the point is, they were they existed really long ago, and they liked boats, like they liked boats a lot. <laughs> okay, like a lot. I don't know how to explain it, but like, I like a lot. Okay. Um, they like to sail and go places. Now, um, the Austronesian people, yeah, mm-hmm. um, in modern the modern day world, um, spread all the way up to modern day Hawaii. Ooh, okay. Yeah, if you look if you look at a map um, of Asia, and you see where Hawaii is compared to um, where where Indonesia is, then you you know you'd wonder how these people are connected because it's really far. But then that's the point. That's how much. Yeah, but they are they are they are, they. It's yes it 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 isn't a very ancient connection though like it's very ancient connection there's barely any this thing there but there is a connection between the people of indonesia and the people of hawaii okay and so here's the fascinating thing yeah mm-hmm. when the when the white man yes um <laughs> made it officially started um disturbing the people of Mal- madagascar mm-hmm. um they noticed that the, and you know, obviously linguists and stuff like that. Um, the white man likes knowledge, um, back then at least. Right, I can't really speak for them. Um, they, they did come to notice. They did come to notice that the language of the. So this was when the linguists were doing their work. Okay. Yeah, um, cataloging languages into various families. Mm-hmm. They came to realize that the people of Madagascar, mm-hmm. their language was so eerily similar to languages that were not found anywhere on the continent of Africa, Ooh. but all the way on the Indonesian island of Borneo. Oh, okay. So this is this this yes, is what supports so like, the theory of the what what did you call them? Austronesians, yeah. So, yeah, they they studied the um, Malagasy language, Mm -hmm. and they came to realize that actually um, the the Malagasy language is related to languages in Malaysia, 
Indonesia, Polynesia, those sides, wow. much more than it has any connection to any African, uh, any other African language. Wow. So when, you know, further research is done into this matter, they come to realize that, huh, these people on this island are a mixture of um, Bantu settlers from Eastern Africa uh-huh. and Austronesian settlers all the way from modern-day Indonesia. Wow. And I'm, I don't know how good your geography is, but if you're listening to this and you don't really know how good your geography <laughs> is, I would suggest you just like Google real quick where like a map of um just like a globe like a map of the earth Mm -hmm. and then look at where madagascar is as opposed to where um indonesia is indonesia malaysia places that that is yeah that is like and like look at where madagascar is right now it's it's massive it's it's Mm. massive it's it's very like yeah there's the gap the gap is just is just it's just really huge which makes you wonder how did those people end up all the way over there? Yeah, and we are talking like BC times. And they didn't, they didn't, right? Well, well, the um, the the one of the unfortunate things is that we don't actually know exactly when the um, Austronesians, the first Austronesians, arrived in Madagascar. Oh, okay. What we know. What we know is that they arrived um, thousands of years ago. It wasn't recent. It was not a recent migration. Um, so various estimations are usually given for when they arrived. I think um, one of the most consistent dates I found was in the, what do you call it? The 5th the fifth century. 5th century. 5th century AD. AD, okay. So, um, yeah, there, there are various um, dates because historians don't actually know an exact date. That's one of the unfortunate things about the Malagasy history. Hmm. Yeah, you'd notice as I'm talking that there would be a lot of gaps in the things that I'm saying, okay. unfortunately. Um, because a lot of the things about their origin is left to speculation. Um, because we know for sure that... Um, the ancestors came from two very different worlds, mm-hmm. uh, East Africa and Indonesia. And Indonesia. Crazy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I actually left out a very interesting thing about, okay, I already mentioned how they made the connection earlier with the languages. Mm-hmm. When they were studying the languages and they ended up finding out that the closest related language to the Malagasy language is all the way in Indonesia. <laughs> And so it became like, oh, wait, what, how, like, these people are here, what was it? Yeah. And so, yeah, anyway, um, so it's estimated that by at least uh, um, latest, um, the latest data found was in the, the, the 5th century AD. So in the 500, so, so uh, by the 500s, uh, there were 5th centuries, actually 4 AD, so I guess. So by the 4 500s, mm-hmm. um, significant populations of... Um, uh, Austronesians had arrived in Madagascar from um, modern-day um, Indonesia. And the funny thing, too, is they didn't all come at once. They came in different waves. Okay. Why did they come in different waves? Yes, I was going to ask. Um, <laughs> I forget. 
uh, one of the theories is um, trade. Huh. So one of the theories is that um, they moved, they were, they were trading. So if you look at Indonesia and where um, Madagascar is, you can get there um, hopping at various ports. If you go through like Malaysia, India, the Persian Gulf, um, so like Asia, um, Iran, Persian Gulf, um, Arabia, and then you come down the eastern coast of Africa, the whole bunch of islands there, you would end up in Madagascar. Wow. So it's like, that makes, that's logical. Yeah, it's logical that the people kept going that way and then they came over here. Mm-hmm. But then some people also said, well, you can actually prove that that's what happened. And so far, no evidence has been found to definitely prove that the people were moving place to place trading and then they ended up in Madagascar. Oh. The other evidence there's no evidence to prove that so the other theory is that the people just got upset on boats and then like straight up ended up in madagascar oh well that's and <laughs> yeah it's far yeah it's yeah, very far really and far. so some people as yeah are not certain that they should take that theory but then um apparently it was discovered that it's actually possible to survive on a boat all the way from Indonesia to Madagascar. I've forgotten where what um what's what what case brought that to light, but the the scientists actually they they, they found out that yeah it's it's actually possible. Sorry, historians, it's actually possible to be to move directly from Indonesia to Madagascar and survive. Really? That is crazy. I just googled it, it's like seven thousand five hundred kilometers away from each other it's far bro <laughs> they are far they are not they are not remotely close to each other <laughs> indonesia <laughs> and madagascar are not remotely close to each other Man. it's like why did they get up like what was the motivation yeah. and keep in mind they made this trip back when even the the arabs hadn't started trading um, along the east african coast the indians the the Chinese. europeans hadn't gone below what they hadn't gone below Ethiopia at this point. No one had, except, you know, the native Africans themselves. Yeah. And then you have these people coming all the way from Indonesia all of a sudden on their boats. And the traditional um, boats that they use are not, you know, massive ships yes. with advanced equipment and, and all those and, sorts of and, things. And crazy navigation tools. It's just crazy navigation skills. Nope. Their navigation uses basically the wind and um, stars. the stars that's how they navigate yes they map out the stars that's how the um ancient austronesians used to um, navigate that's why they are on so many islands stretched all the way from madagascar to hawaii these people because they were expert sailors these people fascinate oh for me. those of you who have watched um yeah if you've watched moana you see how those kind of things they were doing and like reading the stars and mm-hmm. all of that. And yes, I watched Moana. I loved it. Of course it. you watched Moana. Everybody um, did. We are not shy. <laughs> we are not shy. Uh, okay. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so, yeah, that's like, they, they, they traveled a lot. They used to do that a lot. Um, of course, they, they went, that was a long time ago. So now they are very different um, ethnic groups. They are very far related from each other. But then that's the interesting thing. So, um, that's that's where the Austronesian half of the Malagasy people come from. That is right. Yeah. So then, and then the other half of the Malagasy people, 
at the bantu according to you you were going to ask something no you know as a, you said that like so the bantu were also there like the whole time like it must not be crazy okay so um it's uh it's known for a fact that indonesia was sorry not indonesia madagascar was originally settled by a group of people who died out uh which we have no clue anything about those people wow um and they don't scientists don't even yet know whether those people um made it a permanent settlement or just a temporary settlement but then the eventual people who would mix in with the austronesians came from east africa um they were bantu speakers we don't know what the original language was we have absolutely no clue we just know that it was a bantu language that's all we know <laughs> okay and then the yeah so when they came to the island the austronesians joined them around the 4500s ad mm-hmm. and they just mixed wow and boom over hundreds of years you have a a, a completely unique ethnic group called the malagasy people and it's very strange how well they mixed if you ask yeah. me because madagascar is huge it's big it's the world's fourth largest mm-hmm. island it's massive and so it could it like the two different groups of people could live on different edges of the island and not even interact and not meet and interact and like give birth and you know do all sorts of things together <laughs> i do not know why i clapped my hand yeah. together when i said give birth but yeah <laughs> that's the thing um yeah. so it's not it's not the motivation for um the people mixing together the theories have to do with trade and stuff like that okay yeah, yeah. that um, makes sense actually mutual benefits yeah. yeah so things that help both of them yeah primarily trade and then they meet each other and then i'm like wait hold up they spoke two ancient languages that were absolutely unrelated to each other two very different like i was going to get to that it's like two very different languages I don't, I don't, how did they do all that do you know and they didn't have a writing system oh, okay i was going to get to that this is so strange yeah they did not have a writing system back then so it's like how did they do all that like but somehow they did it i guess um and then they mixed together and boom the malagasy people were born out of that did they develop like a, a common language or something the malagasy language is 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 a funny thing okay so um the ethnic group of Madagascar, that's the Malagasy people, actually has subgroups, yeah? Okay. Um, officially, the country recognizes, twi- sorry, 18 of them, 18 ethnic groups. 18? In 18 Malagasy ethnic groups, okay. let me put it that way. All right. So, like, 18 subgroups. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and each, each subgroup has its own um, dialect. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, each subgroup has its own dialect. So it's it's almost like 18 different very closely related languages. Oh, okay. So it's like and <laughs> there is there is there is a quote I saw a long time ago. I think I've mentioned it here before, but I'll repeat it again cuz it's a very interesting one. The difference between a language and a dialect is a navy. It's a navy. Some guy once said that. <laughs> yes, it's a navy. Wow, okay. And the the wait did he say navy or army i think he said army army or navy one of them Uh the point is the point is if the 
the the the Malagasy language language or languages can someone can actually classify them as different languages that are very closely related. It's kind of like Akan and um Chi in Ghana. Mm. Sorry, not Akan and Chi, Fante like and Fante Chi and, in Ghana. Yeah. They are both Akan languages. languages. Yeah. Um they both belong to the Akan group. But if you ask a Fante person what he is, he wouldn't say I'm Akan. He'll say I'm Fante. Yeah. If you ask uh, an Asante, you say I'm Asante, I speak Chi. Mm-hmm. Not that I speak Akan or I'm an Akan or anything <laughs> like that. Yeah. Yeah. So in yes. So that's what the Malagasy ethnic group is like. Okay. So the it's like a major umbrella covering all the Austronesian people on the island of Madagascar, which is ninety nine percent of the population anyway. Mm. So all of them are called Malagasy. That's the ethnic group. But then each ethnic group has a separate um, dialect in for their language, and the dialects are very. Some of the dialects are very similar. However, um, there are there are some minor differences, but they they can they seem to understand each other if they are speaking the different dialects. They get the essence of what the other person is saying. Oh, you get it? Yeah, actually, really do understand yeah. that <laughs> because of the exactly. the Akan example yeah. you give. The Akan, yeah, the Akan example. Like if a, if a, if an Asante and the Fante are speaking, it would be different, but they would get the essence of what everybody's saying if they are both. Yeah, exactly. They are both speaking their same. Their well, I mean, languages. a sort of does make sense because the two base languages are the same. So it, it may have just mixed differently exactly. in all cases. Yes. But then they'll still have yes. like very common yes. Yes. themes running through it. Yes, yes, exactly. So um, the Malagasy language, actually, most of its vocabulary is Austronesian. Okay. Most of its vocabulary is Austronesian. It has... Um, I think the Austronesian portion is about 90%. And then the next largest portion is um, Bantu words that are in there. Mm-hmm. And then, then there comes little bits of French and Arabic because of their location and their contact with Arabic traders and then their eventual colonization by the French. Yeesh. And, of course, there's English popularity <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's that's... That's 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 basically the Malagasy language. Eighteen dialects. Well, actually, I read I read somewhere that it was twenty three dialects. But then I was like, how is it twenty three dialects? Eighteen ethnic groups. It's possible, um, but language is a fickle yeah. thing. Everybody chooses to classify it in a different manner. You see. So, let's say eighteen to twenty three dialects, I guess. But then eighteen ethnic groups, eighteen sub ethnic groups At of the Malagasy, which is a major mm-hmm. group. And at least 18 yeah, languages. Yeah, so the major group. And then, yeah. Yeah, at least 18 languages. Let's put it that okay. way. Um, or 18 dialects. Yeah. However, the official language of Malag... Mal- Mada- <laughs> mixing Malagasy and Madagascar. The official <laughs> language of Madagascar today mm-hmm. is the... Um, is both French and the Malagasy language. But they use the Marina dialect. Marina. Marina being one of the sub-ethnic groups, yes. Okay. It's one of the sub-ethnic groups of the Malagasy people. And they are the um, largest ethnic group, actually. Mm. Okay. In the dominant one. Yeah, so their, their, their dialect is the one that forms the basis of the official Malagasy language that is used in media and communication and all those sort of things. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, and then the yes move like if we if we go on, 
So there's like 18 different interactions, right? I wonder which, how many people adopted like one side's cultural beliefs and other things and how many people took the other form? I don't get you. Like, let's say the Bantu people had like, let's say for the, the 18 different groups that interacted, right? Or the 18 different mixtures that happened. Which people adopted like Bantu gods and religious beliefs? Which people adopted? Nope, 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 nope. See, that was one of the things I was saying. That was one of the things I was saying that we really don't know a lot about how the people mixed. Okay. So it's not like people went to uh, a group of Austronesians, met um, a group of Bantus at one side, <laughs> and then they became one ethnic group. Then another one met another one, and then they became another Okay, so it wasn't like isolated. It wasn't instances. like that. At, at all uh, no. oh, okay the people on the island all knew of the existence of each other hey. and they were still 18 yes and <laughs> that's crazy the island is big geographic difference you know it, it, there wasn't there wasn't a unified kingdom on madagascar um until i think the 1800s that was when there was a uniform kingdom on Madagascar. That was when one of the Malagas, the Marina, the largest ethnic group I mentioned, mm-hmm. um, they conquered uh, most of the other people and unified most of the island into one. Till then, there were um, small chiefdoms and some kingdoms, but they were all separate from each other. Till the Marina up and were like, yup, all right, let's just subdue everybody. be one people by force, whether you like it or not. <laughs> okay. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't end up subduing everybody, though. It was just... Um, most of the people they they did do a good job of that. Okay, okay, but yeah, then but still, like these, yes. the basis of the question is like, how did their cultures mix? Like, what was the result of it? That's what I'm saying. We don't know. We only know the outcome, and the outcome is that majority of the Austronesian culture has been maintained. Okay, a lot of um, a lot of the things about Malagasy culture um have a direct connection with the um their what what should I call them Indonesian cousins, I guess. Mm-hmm. You can connect some of their cultures, some aspects of their cultures, but I'm not saying that it's a direct relation and there is Bantu influence as well, very clearly. Okay. However, it does seem like the Austronesian um cultural influence makes up for just over fifty percent compared to the Bantu in um, cultural influence. And I'm not sure why that's the case. And so far from what I've read, historians are not sure why that's the case either. Mm. Because that seemed to be exactly what happened with the language. The languages didn't mix 50-50. The Austronesian half of the people, um, their genetics ended up, uh, I don't know how to say, absorbing most of the Bantu side, leaving... The Bantu side of the language makes up for less than ten percent compared to the Austronesian side of their language. Ah, you get yeah. it. So um, I was um, the 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 two language the two language groups the Bantu and Austronesian ones they they had they speak differently obviously um, with their sentences the way they they end their sentences. Mm-hmm. But so one of the examples that the Austronesians took from the Bantus when they mixed was that they started ending their sentences different from the way their ancient ancestors ended their sentences. <laughs> so it has that Bantu element to it, but the most of it is still Austronesian. So for some reason, more of the Austronesian 
culture was maintained compared to the Bantu, we don't know why. Mm. These are like a very puzzling group of people, <laughs> to, to be honest. So far. yes, and the fact that we don't know, yeah, we don't know a lot about them. Like there are some things that are missing. Exactly, most of yeah, a lot is a lot is speculation and theories without knowing exactly why. Huh. Okay, like I, I actually want to like. You know, right now the only question that's teeming in my head is about the kingdom, but like the kingdom you mentioned that developed in the eighteen hundreds or whatever. But yeah, the Marina Kingdom. Mm-hmm. But like, is it? I mean, I was actually expecting a question about the different ethnic groups, but since you've not mentioned it, I'm just going to yeah, just mention them. For them, wait, okay. So do, 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 do they have names? Distinct names. Of course, they have names. They are not ethnic group one, ethnic group two. I mean, ethnic group three. Who gave? <laughs> what kind of question is that? <laughs> Do you know all eighteen of them? I mean, you've mentioned Marina. Um, you've mentioned yeah, Marina all eighteen already. Yeah, all, all all eighteen of them. All eighteen of them are listed. Oh. Um, but I'm not going to mention all eighteen of them because eighteen is long. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so so there are a few interesting things here. Um, about the different ethnic groups. So the different ethnic groups obviously cover different sides of the island. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, at least um, historically. Now, you know, with um, urbanization and stuff, people move around a lot. Yeah. It's the reason I am a frafra who has grown up in the South. Um, mm. So <laughs> the largest ethnic group is the Marina yeah. um, ethnic group. Um, they are the dominant people in Madagascar. Okay. Um, so the funny thing, or sorry, the interesting thing is that the different ethnic groups have different, um, their names all have something to do with the people themselves. Okay. So they're, the um, Marina are called the elevated people. That's what Marina means. Okay. And that's because their traditional homeland is the central highlands of Madagascar. So that's where they're located, the highlands. Oh. So their name Marina means the elevated people. I see. Yeah. And the uh, second largest group is the Betsileo. Betsileo. Uh, yes, okay. they are called the Invincible Multitude. Invincible? Yeah. Okay. I feel like this is... St- I'm not sure why they were called ah, that. Ah, crap. Why? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> There's, they are called the, the Invincible Multitude. Um, There's another group, um, the Timeheti. Timeheti. Who, with your, yes, and their name means those who do not cut their hair. Hey, okay. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, and then there is the Sakalava. Uh-huh. Um, they have cool face paintings. Ooh. Um, okay. You should pause and Google the Sakalava right now. Not you, Sarah. I mean, like, They're like listening. people listening. Oh. Like, pause and Google the Sakalava. <laughs> yeah, they have, like, cool white face paintings they put up on their, themselves well, sometimes. It's cool. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, they, they are the people of the Long Valley. Ooh. Okay. Um, yes. All right, so the last one I'll mention is the Bezano, the Bezanozano. Bezanozano. Um, their name, yeah, their name means those of those of many braided hair, or many plated hair, because of the hairstyle, their traditional hairstyle they do. Oh, okay. Oh, so they're like distinct things that yeah. identified 
these people like yeah physically. each ethnic group that gave them their name yes no no not not physically not physically okay, sometimes no, geographically physically. as well it's yeah it's it's basically features that and it's it's not it's not necessarily appearance that has to do with that oh. by the marina yeah they they look very similar throughout yeah yeah <laughs> so you can actually see different malagasy people from different ethnic groups and you'd see um one one very one one interesting thing is how how much they range in appearance. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever saw the the CAF president, the former CAF president Ahmad Ahmad. Mm-hmm. He was uh, Malagasy. Oh, okay. And he looks he looks more like a regular East African than the average Malagasy, I'll say. <laughs> okay. But he was pure Malagasy though. He, yeah. Okay. So yeah, Ahmad Ahmad um, being the what you call him? Uh, yeah, he he has a more um, typical East African appearance. But then, if you look at the current um, Indonesian president, yeah, um, Andri Rajolina is his name. Mm-hmm. He he looks like you look at a picture of him. Look at a picture of a regular East African, and then look at a picture of an Indonesian. And and you asked, and then you asked like like where does he belong? You'd you'd point out you you'd say he's an Indonesian. Wow. Or a Malaysian or something. Honestly, the guy does not look like a typical East African. But then that's the thing about the Malagasy people, yeah? So they're like a gradient. So they are like they fall they, their appearance falls in between there anyhow. And they look they, they just look flat out different from any any other ethnic group in the world. The 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 like it's air stack, the difference between the two people, the two examples you just give. Oh yeah, you've Googled them, yeah. right? See, <laughs> yeah, they are both Malagasy, that, but look at how different they look. That is crazy. <laughs> wow. Sheesh. Yeah, and and um, I don't remember where I saw this. I do not remember where I saw this. I, I was recently when I was, I was, I was when I was doing the research. I think I saw a comment about um, a Malagasy guy, and he was like. When he goes to he's he's schooling in France or something like that. He was like when he's in France, and um, he mentions um, his name. People butcher his name all the time <laughs> because Malagasy names. Some of them are really long, bro. Like I wouldn't even try pronouncing them. I know I will butcher the really? names. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, some of them are really really long. Like let me just give you this example. Andre Rajolina, it's a it's a very simple name uh-huh. for the Malagasy. Uh-huh. Um, there is the man who the the kingdom I mentioned that unified most of Madagascar. Marina. Um, the man who started yeah the Marina Kingdom. The man who started that consolidation. His name was Andrea Nampoini Marina. Okay. I I I'm I'm probably missing some stresses and <laughs> accents somewhere, but that's the point. <laughs> that that's how long some of their names are. And if you don't know about the history of, if you don't, if you never seen the Malagasy people before, and you met them outside the continent, and they told you you're African, some people would probably think that oh, they're probably African and something, something else. from somewhere yeah. in Europe or Asia or something. Half, yes. half cool people. Because in their minds, yeah, half cool. Because in their minds, all Africans look like the typical um, Ghanaian or Congolese or Brackman. Kenyan. 
<laughs> not necessarily even that. Not necessarily even that, but like the facial features, yeah, yeah, yeah. the way our hair, our hair looks, you know, thick in that sort of manner, the way our face looks and stuff like that. Well, thankfully for our listeners, at least they know the Amazigs exist. So at least we've dis- yeah, yeah, we've, we've yeah, dispelled yeah, a bit yeah. of that. In and the sun. Yes, and the sun. Yeah. So. <laughs> yes. And now you also know another group of Africans who do not look like the typical um, European or Western image of, of Africa, Africans. Yeah. That is cool. Yeah. That's the thing, you know. There's actually a lot more I wanted to talk about, but it looks like time is gone. Yeah. Really fast. Really. No, but it seems <laughs> like there's, there's, so, there's um, still a lot to cover, though. Yeah, there's, there's still a lot to cover. I actually thought I didn't have enough notes for the episode, <laughs> strangely enough. I guess I was very wrong. Very um but that's that's the that's speaking about the appearance of the Malagasy people so that's that's they look they look they look different they're like a unique group on their own and it's very interesting it's very interesting to see mm. and um one one thing as I mentioned so you you already mentioned the Mazihian and the sun also do not look like this typical, typical. stereotypical image of mm-hmm. Africans yeah, people have. But the funny thing is not just like non-Africans who have that image, you know? Even Africans. If you were to put... Yeah, even some Africans are very ignorant of that fact of how other Africans actually look, you know? And that's unfortunate, really. Um, but I guess that's why we're doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was, that's, that's the point. I guess I'll use that to close out this episode because of time. Um, that's the point, you know? Africa is diverse. And this one, I'm not even talking about the genetics and how um, two people from two neighboring tribes in Africa are more genetic, genetically like, dissimilar yes. than two people from, yeah, Austria and um, Sri Lanka. <laughs> and it's mad when you think about that. It really is. Like, it's mad when you think of Like, the, the diversity is massive. It's massive. Africans, in our blood and our genes, we are not the exact same thing and even in our appearance we are not the exact same it's, thing and it's, it's i guess i don't know it's funny how we just keep getting lumped together i mean people the way people you know, treat yeah. the entire continent like it's like a single country in some cases you know you know yeah. but um yeah that's that's so i guess that's the lesson um the diversity in africa uh, I would, I would, I would suggest you read more about the Malagasy people since there is some things that uh, I couldn't cover. But let me do a, a really quick um, run through about a, uh, a few important things okay. uh, about the Malagasy. So, um, about fifty percent of the current population is African. Sorry, not African. Um, Christian, and um, most of the other population is uh, tra- they do practice traditional beliefs um, with a very small uh, percentage doing Islam and other religions, uh, but the the funny the unfortunate thing is that we don't know for sure exactly if the percentage that are Christian exactly the percentage that are um, traditionalists. The estimate is that it's about the same number, mm-hmm. but no official census has given that figure since I think the early two thousands or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and uh, they have this very interesting thing called um, Fama Dihana, uh, re- uh, meaning turning over of the dead, okay. and 
some of the ethnic groups do it, not all. And what they do is that every five to seven years, they exhume the body of a dead person, dead family member, like they have a celebration, uh-huh. and then they rewrap the body and then rebury it. Huh. Wait. Yeah, so they believe in a direct connection between them and their ancestors, right? That- so as long as the ancestor is in the... in the, the body has not fully decayed, that means the person has not finished their movement into the next life. That is something I've seen about, like, I don't know whether I was, like, Indonesia or Malaysia. Some, one of those groups of people also do something like that, too. Oh, really? I actually didn't, didn't see that. I, that was interesting. Like, the other, as, like, I saw, I saw a post like that on, on Twitter once, and I was like, that is... Are you sure it wasn't, are you sure it wasn't the Malagasy That's what people? I'm about to say. Like, maybe I just looked at your faces and I assumed it was... And then you present, yeah, 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 I guess, <laughs> I guess it's possible that's what happened. Um, but yes, so their 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 culture emphasizes a strong relation with their ancestors. Um. Anyway, so yeah, and then a very rushed overview of their history before they became a united country. So different chiefdoms and kingdoms existed all across the continent, right? Um. Then, sorry, all across the island. Then the Arabs started trading with them. Um, one particular group uh, or subgroup picked up the Arabic language and they started using the Arabic alphabets to write their language. So the Arabic script became the first writing script on the island. Now, um, fast forward, um, then the white man comes, of course. <laughs> of and course. then the British and the French both want control <laughs> of Madagascar. Um, okay. So around that time, too, the Marina Kingdom expands out of the Central Highlands. Um, they defeat the Sakalava ethnic group and um, subdue most of their lands, and then they start expanding under the man I mentioned with a really long name. Mm-hmm. And then later on, his son Radama the First completes um, or solidifies most of the island under their control with help from the Europeans. So. He was playing the British and the French against each other and also receiving assistance to solidify control of Madagascar. Wow. Yeah. But then the the um, the Berlin Conference happened. And in the Berlin Conference, France got Madagascar. So the Brits were like, yep, yo, do what you want. I got a whole bunch of land on the main continent. Of course. Yeah. I, I don't care about you people now. So the French were like, oh, goody. So they got the, um, the marina... Um, kingdom to sign a bunch of slash Madagascar kingdom or the kingdom of Madagascar to sign a, um, some what do you call it treaty that was not favorable to them called the Lambert Charter and then eventually the people were like eh, no you know we really don't like this um, then they they revolted they 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 went against the charter then the French were like I'd rather you did not do that and then they got a bunch of other excuses and decided all right we officially conquering you guys uh, they went in there killed the people um took over the country and then if essentially um made madagascar an official colony oh i should give a shout out shout out to a very interesting queen called rana valona the first uh she was crazy mm. a bit no a lot um she used to she was against christianity and she used to um hang people wow. from like uh from cliffs if they didn't denounce God and all sorts of things. Um, and another thing she used to do was that she would conduct random loyalty tests on some of her subjects, which involved eating wor- um, sorry, eating and vomiting chicken. Hey. And like, it was, it was just, it was weird. Yo. Yeah, she, but when she died, 
the person who took over uh, was more sane, let's put it that way. And he was the one that got to sign the Lambert Charter when the French did. And then, you know, all of that, there was a coup d'etat and then the prime minister took over and then the queens became like a figurehead and then there were like three other queens. And then the last queen um, ruled and was eventually exiled by the French. And then that prime minister was killed and replaced with another prime minister. Then the French invasion in 1895, they exiled the prime minister and then in 1896 they made madagascar an official protectorate and exiled the queen and in 1897 they officially annexed madagascar until until madagascar independence in 1960. oh okay 1960. which is when most of the french colonies gained their independence in africa i guess yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. in 1960 they gained their independence and then voila the modern united day nation of madagascar <laughs> yeah and the madagasi people i guess so um that's a very rushed overview yeah Sorry. we went way over the time also also um, real quick so i took the time to google and yes there are some people in indonesia they're, they're called the turaja or turaya i guess and they assume they are dead oh, they also do like the reburial of the dead yeah, they assume they are dead every three years dress them up in new clothing celebrate and then throw them back oh, in there oh so, that's dope that's dope so, that's dope but I guess I guess the the difference is the number of years. Yeah. Those ones you just mentioned, they're three years. Yeah. But at, at least I see the link now. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Fama Dihana. Sorry, not Fama Dihana. Uh-huh. Fama Dihana. So yeah, you see the link between the Austronesians and then the Malagasy people. That is very unique set of Africans. Really unique. Crazy. Yeah. Okay. Should so um yeah we brushed through a lot at the end mm-hmm. i would suggest you read more and learn more about the malagasy people all right and also i should mention their population is approximately 28 million in number and one very funny thing too um when i was in the research apparently the the, the genetic um composition of the average malagasy is like 50 50 i.e 50 um asian or 50 austronesian 50 bantu which I found very interesting. Like, what sort of weird, perfect balance is that? Thanos will be proud. Thanos. I know, right? Would be proud. (laughs) That's good. Okay. That does it uh, for today's episode of Africa's Untold Stories. Mm -hmm. Before the next episode, where are we going? I have no idea. Bro, you need to start having ideas. Hey, I think I actually would want to stay in, like, East Africa. The east to southern oh. part of africa there okay. yeah okay mm-hmm. okay okay don't say we never gave east africa no love yeah sure uh, a lot two of consecutive weeks out of western africa <laughs> feels weird yeah all right okay thank you for joining us for today's episode of africa's untold stories mm-hmm. for us uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Socials. Oh, follow us on uh, Instagram at Africa's Untold Stories and on Twitter at Africa's underscore Untold S. Don't forget to like uh, and um, five stars and, you know, all those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, peace out, guys. All right. Peace.